are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Wednesday midweek edition of Locked On Pelicans, and we've got a lot to cover. There's a lot going on around the NBA. First and foremost, the Bulls have made a hire, a guy that should have been on the Pelicans' radar. It's Billy Donovan. That does impact the Pelicans' coaching search. We'll dive into it. And also, what's it mean for the Bulls? Because I do think Donovan is a very good coach. Then HoopsHype.com did a series or piece uh, polling NBA executives on the top guys to start your team with who are under 25 years old. Where does Zion rank in the list? Does Brandon Ingram make an appearance? Both of those things actually might surprise you just a little bit. And then finally, some updates on what's going to happen to the Smoothie King Center during voting this November and October. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from. The only daily Pelican show breaking down everything you want to know about this team, whether it's the head coaching search, free agency, players, trade targets, all of the above. We've got it all here. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So biggest news of the day are the Chicago Bulls hiring former Oklahoma City Thunder head coach Billy Donovan. That makes a lot of sense, actually. This is a guy, though, that was going to be on the Pelicans radar. I had said even before he got fired that he'd be a really good fit, given that he was out of contract with Oklahoma City, and it didn't look like he was going to be heading back to that team, particularly with the rebuild they're likely going to go through at some point over the next season or so. And he wanted to go to a team that can compete a little bit more. Well, he's going to a team. He'll elevate the team. I don't know if he's going to make them competitive right away. But the Bulls hired Billy Donovan, broken by Woj of ESPN, and it's a good hire. Like This is a guy who is just tactically solid as an X's and O's head coach. He motivates his guys and gets the most out of them. Look at how that Thunder team completely overachieved this past season. Good offensively, like good defensively. He's just a solid NBA head coach. He will make them better. He's also pretty adaptable and flexible in his coaching style. And when you look at the Chicago Bulls, we talked about them potentially trading Lowry Markinen. And now Markinen under Billy Donovan could be a most improved candidate next year, actually. So I doubt he's likely going to get moved here anymore. So this is a very good hire for them. If Even if you liked Billy Donovan, this is probably good for New Orleans. It's just another head coaching vacancy that's now been filled. And as I've mentioned before, this is a very good time to go and be looking for a head coach in the NBA. Now, one of those spots is filled with the guy maybe you would have liked here in New Orleans, but there's plenty of others, and it just means we're getting closer and closer to this hiring being made. What I find interesting is they had been interviewing a lot of assistant coaches. It didn't look like they were going to go. The I don't want to call Billy Donovan a retread route because I don't think it's kind of like he got chewed up, spit out, and eventually he's getting another job. Like He's a good head coach and should remain a head coach, I think. And so... They're going a different direction than what they had originally been doing, and it likely signals, and this is probably why you're not going to see them trade uh, marketing anymore, that they want to compete next season. You don't hire Billy Donovan if you're going through a rebuild. In theory, they're coming out of the rebuild with some talent. 
they've been a bit of a disaster. I don't really know how to evaluate some of the talent on that team. You know, how do you divorce it from the the coaching mess that was Jim Boylan? But it's interesting because now coaching is not going to be an excuse for that Bulls team anymore. And after this season, depending on who responds to Donovan and who plays well and who doesn't, you'll have an idea of what that roster is and what they need to change to get into the playoffs. I don't know if they get into the playoffs next season, but the year after that is really when they're going to be looking to kind of make that mark. So one guy off the board, guy the Pelicans would have liked, but if they want to go the assistant coaching route, Darvin Ham, Wes Unsell Jr., who had seemed the front runner for that job, is now going to still be on the market for New Orleans. So if you're high on one of those guys, and I'm high on both of those guys, well then, their chances of landing in New Orleans is a little bit greater. Ty Lue, still going to be in the mix for everything, absolutely, too. Same for Kenny Atkinson as well. You know, I found the Bulls thing interesting that they kind of went in a different direction from what we had been hearing. There had been no links between the Bulls and Donovan, like nothing reported reported on The Athletic or ESPN or anywhere that they had given him an interview, that they were doing anything with him. This thing just kind of happened. Notice it's also remarkably similar to the Pelicans front in terms of it just being quiet. So the hire is probably going to come out of nowhere. There's not really been anything reported on this. They are going through the process. I can tell you that much. You know, they're interviewing people. They started off slowly because they, the first week or so after Gentry got fired, they didn't really do too much with it all. But the process has been picking up steam. And I think it'll get done eventually. I don't know if there's necessarily a rush on it because, frankly, it doesn't seem like any of the Pelicans' targets are t- uh, off the board necessarily or one of the guys that they want or even their number one target. But this is starting to get late-ish into the process, not quite there yet, but you're starting to maybe get into the final third of things. I expect this to be done remotely soon. I I don't have a timeline for it, but there you go. Another guy off the board, more openings for New Orleans. It is worth mentioning, and my co-host on the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA mentioned this to me too. It's not a person of color. That's been a lot of talk about that in the NBA this offseason of white coaches getting head coaching jobs and it becoming remarkably difficult for people of color in the NBA to get those positions. This is kind of similar to how you look at it with the Brooklyn Nets job. This is not a knock on Donovan. It's not to say he's not qualified. He absolutely is. Same thing with like the Steve Nash hiring. Yeah, it's fine. I get it. It makes sense. It's just there's some things in place that make it do appear to make it harder for black head coaches to get or black coaches to become head coaches in the NBA. And it's worth mentioning with this. But this is a good hire for the Bulls. I like what they did. I really like Billy Donovan and this is a good move for them and it's going to at least kind of give them more direction that they've had. And it likely means that Donovan probably wasn't the top coach on the Pelicans radar for everything because I'm assuming that this is a better job here in New Orleans than it is the Chicago Bulls. So probably wasn't the top guy, meaning their top guy, whoever it is, is still on the board and available for them and maybe they're still going to get that guy. Coming up, where does Zion rank on Hoops Hype's list of top guys under 25 to start a team? It's kind of surprising, but I think it makes a little bit of sense. We'll talk about it coming up here on Locked On Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcasts from. If you love the Pels, we're here for you every single day of the week. And frankly, subscribing and just hitting that button actually does a lot for the podcast. I don't ask a lot from you guys. You get content every single day. Just hit that button. It takes like two seconds. Come on. It helps. Helps more than you realize. And it helps keep this free in five days a week for you. Also, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. 
So HoopsHype.com did an interesting poll with 15 NBA talent evaluators. Four ge- it's four general managers, six executives, five scouts to learn which players under 25 they'd build around and why. The number one guy on the list is not surprising. It's Luka Doncic, and I'm not going to you know uh, steal all their stuff and, and give you the whole list. But where Zion Williamson comes in is a little bit surprising. And does Brandon Ingram make the list? Well, both guys do, and I think that's a good thing in, in, in the first place, right? Like, getting both guys on there as they should be is a good thing. Their list goes to 13 people total. And Zion in this one, well, think for a second. Where would you put Zion? Think about a lot of the young guys around the league. Luka Doncic is one. You've got guys like Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Ja Morant. Um, Bam Adebayo, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Ben Simmons is in that mix too. Where would you rank some of these guys? So the talent evaluators, 15 of them, and I'll trust their, their polling methods on all of this. Zion comes in at seven, which is very surprising. My girlfriend's in the room with me and is listening as I record this while she's doing some work and kind of looks at me all quizzically like, Britt, you don't agree? So sevens. So here's what I think it is. So go look at the list and look at some of the names in front of him. I'm not going to read it off, but John Morant's ahead of him. John Morant did win Rookie of the Year. Zion did not. But I think when we looked at this on a per-game basis that Zion was the best rookie this season or is going to be the best player from this rookie class. I don't think there's any doubt about it in terms of just like a per-minute basis of all of this stuff. What I think did hurt him is the injuries and then very poor bubble play. That... Is kind of I guess he was sorry he was tied for tied for seventh so seventh or eighth depending on how you want to look at this very special player but only playing twenty four games this season the limited minutes and then I think there are still lingering questions around the league of can his body hold up he missed most of the season with the knee injury comes back plays very well leaves the bubble in the Pelicans training program for a little bit to go home to deal with some things comes back and he's like completely out of shape not in the best conditioning, whatever whatever you want to call it. He didn't look his usual self until like kind of the middle of the bubble. And by then it was just too late. The fact that he wasn't able to stay in that good shape, if he came in and lit up the bubble, like we were all expecting and hoping he was going to be in the Pels kind of built him up, especially after that first shot that makes him look like a superhero, supervillain, would have changed people's opinions. But I think there are significant lingering questions for others about his just ability to have a his longevity. That's the word I'm thinking of. Weight, injury concerns are what's going to hold him down and stop him from being one of the top three, five guys that people want to build around. I don't have a problem with Luka Doncic. One, I do think Zion should be higher in just a pure talent standpoint. But I think some of the shine has started to come off him a little bit, maybe in some degree, of being like the shiny new thing in the NBA because of... The, the lack of minutes, the conditioning questions, and the injuries. And if he doesn't suffer some of those, I think this is a different story. But those were concerns coming in, and I wouldn't say he did anything to necessarily alleviate some of those concerns. He was on a minutes restriction to start when he came back for his 24 regular season games, including the bubble games, and then finally worked himself into very, very good shape, leaves for a week, 10 days, whatever it was, and comes back and doesn't quite look like the same player. Yeah, frankly, if I were trying to build, you know, if we we're doing a, if I had the number one pick and all NBA players are available, like that would scare me off. I, I get it. 
Maybe he uses this as motivation. I think they're justified. I think he's low on this, and it just depends on how you kind of want to look at it. But if you're starting a franchise from scratch, yeah, that's a big concern because you want a guy that's going to be there and be able to play 10, 15, ideally 20 years or so. But I think people have major concerns if you're going to get 10 years from Zion. And that was the concern coming in. It still remains to be seen with the concern. If he can come back into next season, which is likely going to be starting in January, according to Adam Silver now, and looks good and stays in shape and puts all those concerns to rest, that narrative will flip back to what it was coming into the league. And he is going to be that shiny new thing again. And everyone's going to be like, wait, you'll look back at this list potentially in a year and be like, what the hell? They put Zion seventh? But I think he needs to show it maybe to some others around the league and build that reputation back up to a degree and show that he is a durable player. It is a concern. I don't think it's necessarily the biggest concern, but the way he looked coming back into the bubble and like how, whether it was weight gain, whether it was being out of shape and how quickly he lost some of what he had is a concern. And if he gets into the right program, uh, whether it's conditioning, training, uh, dietary, all that stuff, whatever it is, I don't know. If he can figure all of that out, and alleviate some of those concerns. Yeah, it's going to be a dominant player and people are going to look back and be like, you put him seventh. Now, Brandon Ingram clocks in on this too. He comes in at ninth, which I think is pretty good. I think the main concern in there with him is, can he be the number one guy on a championship team? It's a valid question to ask right now. He's listed below Bam Adebayo, who he beat out in the most improved voting. And I think also defensively is where people have legitimate concerns about Brandon Ingram, and he didn't look as keyed in on that side of the ball as maybe he should have this season. But overall, that's about right for him, I think. You know, he's, he's 22. He's still very, very young and has room to grow. And if he can be that go-to scoring creator that we hope he can be, or at least elevate that to a half degree this coming season, all this will look a little bit different. But the fact that the Pelicans have two guys on this list pulled by NBA people, I think is a very good thing. That is a good starting point to build your team around. Lonzo Ball? Not on the list. I think that's a little bit interesting, but it's no real surprise. So it's nice to see that the Pelicans getting some hype, even if it's lower than we would have liked to have seen for these two players. But shows there's some room to grow from them. And that's kind of a nice thing. It means they already look this good and people think they have room to grow or could be better. And if they reach that level, hell yeah, sign me up for that. Today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's really that simple. I eat one of these things every single day. The first time I tried one, I could not believe I was eating a protein bar because when you think of a protein bar, they're chalky, they're dry, they don't taste, you know, they taste like fine. They're whatever. They're not like good. You can deal with it to get what you need out of them, right? But it's not like an enjoyable experience. These things are different because the first time I ate one, I really thought I was eating a candy bar and I couldn't believe it when I looked at like the nutritional facts on all of these things because these bars are soft, they're easy to chew, they're covered in 100% real chocolate and it's like nothing you've ever had before. They're just really, really good tasting. They got all really, really good flavors and these things are awesome. Again, I eat one daily. The bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. They've got 19 grams of protein and just 180 calories or uh, 17 grams of protein and 130 calories. So if you're looking to lose or maintain weight after a workout, something like that, these things are absolutely perfect. And if you've ever bought Built Bars before, and I know a lot of the listeners have, and I've bought them with my own money too, you can use the promo code again. It was one time used before. Now you can do it again for the relaunch because they're using a new formula, which makes these things even better than they were before. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on. You're going to get $10 off your next order. Plus they're going to throw in a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So that's 
Uh, promo code locked on for $10 off over at builtbar.com. All right, wrapping up today's show here on Locked On Pelicans. Some news that's tangentially related to New Orleans. On Twitter yesterday, the Pelicans announced through Zion Williamson that the Smoothie King Center is going to be an early voting site here in New Orleans. This is kind of the latest in the NBA's social justice movement, though I don't know if you want to say encouraging people to vote is necessarily social justice. Go vote for whoever you want in this sort of thing. But they're trying to expand it to make voting easier for people. And so New Orleans voters are going to be able to cast their early ballots at the Smoothie King Center and kind of fulfilling what the NBA is looking to do. This makes a lot of sense for a couple of reasons. With COVID out there right now, people are worried a little bit more about the cramped quarters at normal polling places. Spreading things out in the Smoothie King Center makes it just a little bit safer. There's also a lot of parking at the Superdome in the adjacent lots, so you don't need to worry about early voting, going to City Hall, trying to find parking in that downtown area, which is easier right now, given that a lot of people are working from home, but usually is a bit of a pain in the ass to try and park down there. And I work down there in that area, so I kind of know this on a daily basis. So they're going to be using this. It's a publicly owned building anyway, so it's not necessarily that the Pelicans kind of came up with this, but I'm sure they worked with the city on making this and figuring out the staffing and the logistics of all of this. So it's a it's a nice thing that New Orleans is doing. It's something that most arenas probably should be used for just in in general to make it easier for, you know, registered voters to go and vote and turn in their early ballots. And it fits into what New Orleans is doing. Zion has kind of been involved in some of this stuff and using him as the guy to be the messenger for all of this, of course, is going to get people to kind of have eyes on this. It's going to run from October 16th through the 17th, except on Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. It's at the arena floor and a couple of other locations too. Um, and it's only open to Orleans Parish residents. So there you go. If you want to go get inside the Smoothie King Center, go vote, go do it at the Smoothie King Center during the early voting period. And they're just trying to make this as easy as possible for people and using the Smoothie King Center with the ample parking available. There's a ton when nothing is going on in that area, I think is a great idea. So this was wonderful to see from New Orleans and just makes everything a little bit easier for people. So there you go. All right. Don't forget, subscribe to Lockdown Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here daily for you all Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. And that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you to Built Bar for sponsoring today's show. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order as well as a free cooler while supplies last. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.